Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for booking your flight through Study Abroad Airlines. My name is Brittany, and I will be your Study Abroad Advisor. Your phone should be set on podcast mode. Please sit back and enjoy your flight. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Stan State Study Abroad podcast called Warriors Abroad. We are your hosts and Study Abroad ambassadors, Clarissa and Emily. For this podcast, we will be discussing reverse culture shock. Moving to a different country is a new learning experience and many people experience an adjustment period. However, traveling can also include some of the greatest experience of your life. When returning home, many people wish they could have stayed longer or want to permanently move to their host country or even prefer the lifestyle over there. This feeling is common, so when coming back, you may experience reverse culture shock. Living somewhere else where you were comfortable for a few months and then returning to your hometown can take time getting readjusted to home. Today, Elisa and Kayla are here to talk to us about their experiences abroad and with their reverse culture shock. Thank you so much for joining us. Would you please introduce yourself and give a background about yourself? Hi, I'm Kayla, and I am a Stan State alum. I graduated fall of 2020, and I studied abroad um, spring of 2020 uh, when COVID happened, and um, I went to England. I went to Brighton. My name is Elisa. I'm a Stan State alum. I graduated spring of 2021, and I studied abroad in fall 2019 in Spain, Valencia. Great, thank you. Let's begin. Can you give us a brief overview of your study abroad experience? Like, have you been abroad before or what was your everyday life like? Yeah, I've been to Europe prior to studying abroad. And so I was able to adjust um, well, but um, I've never been to Valencia, Spain. So, and never traveling by myself either. And that was a first time for me. So it was a big adjustment to do that. But um, overall, it was a great experience. Yeah, I've been like abroad a couple of times prior to going abroad for like school, but I was like fortunate enough to go with my best friend. So it wasn't, um, I was by myself. So it was like a nice, like kind of like adjustment. It wasn't that bad. Would you guys please give um, an example of how it was different traveling prior to this experience? Like Elisa mentioned how she went by herself, but Kayla went with the her best friend. So, yeah, I think it was a little more independence, though, because there were no like parents or there was no like adult like we were the adults. So like we would kind of like bounce off each other to kind of like figure it out and like kind of plan things. So it was like a different experience and it was kind of fun doing it with her. And like, it was kind of like taking control of like our own like wants and like, you know, kind of adjusting it to like what we both want. Also like kind of like just taking charge. And I think that was like really fun to like finally like be like, okay, we don't need like permission. Like we just like go and do these things. And um, it was nice to like have her with me because then like we do things together and you have an instant person instead of like who wants to go with me or like, oh, I'm experiencing this by myself, which is totally okay. Like, I think like Elisa like did things by yourself yeah it was the same for yeah. me when you go on trips usually your parents plan everything and they have their own itinerary and you're just there following through and going along with them but when you study abroad you make your own itinerary and you're responsible to do everything else and be and you know you have to be independent and 
it's such a great experience and a great opportunity to allow yourself to do that and become the adult you want to be and just really put yourself out there making friends and enjoying the time you're there thank you it sounds like you guys um unlock part of yourself that you found your independence which is great (laughs) yes So how would you describe culture shock? What was your first impressions of it? For me, when I first arrived in Spain, I experienced culture shock in a way that impacted me. And I questioned, like, why am I here? What am I doing? It was huge because you get so excited prior to going on your trip and you're just so excited to go and travel and experience this new journey but when you're there it hits you and you just don't know where to start how to navigate it at first because you're alone and the other side of the world and um it's just that was a huge culture shock and everyone around me didn't speak english and navigating that was a whole other ball game but just uh, having those people around you that are experiencing the same things was huge and helpful. Yeah, for me, it was kind of like a delayed culture shock. Like there was like the initial kind of like, oh, their pace of life is different. Like it's more like, like we would go to like cafes and sit there and just kind of like watch the people around us. And it was very interesting that they just like took life as like, they're just like living it like in the moment, you know? And here it's like very fast paced. Like everyone's just like, going about life but over there they just like stop and like kind of like appreciate it which I like really loved that but also there was another side of culture shock that I experienced which was like the biggest one was concert culture like we went to a couple of concerts and like they were just so different from like the ones we experience here and like even here like they're like if you go different parts of California like there's different like people around like the concert culture is like a little different here too but over there was like extremely different and that like kind of like shocked me because they would like just like go around and like mosh and like a random like concert <laughs> <laughs> and I was, like what are you doing and like they were like throwing beers and I had never experienced oh, wow. that I felt like I was at a festival mm-hmm. so like they just did vibe differently it's like mm-hmm. a different kind of like atmosphere and I kind of was like taken aback by that I was like wow different like I wouldn't like think that I didn't have like the experience of like the language barrier because everyone spoke English in England so it's kind of like it's kind of like just their behavior mm-hmm. so like that was that was the oh. biggest takeaway because mm-hmm. <laughs> so different yeah like you mentioned in England they only speak English and for you you had the chance of having another language that you know you're yeah, not you have to navigate yeah I kind of had to learn to speak Spanish which was great for me because mm-hmm. I was trying to learn Spanish mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I really put myself in that situation to <laughs> yeah. actually learn it and mm-hmm. it was, that really helped me because I came back and I used some Spanish and um that's what I liked about that too mm-hmm. what were some of the cultural differences you found most influential on your experience for me I'm going off of what Kayla said too so I'm just going to go off what Kayla said about the culture. I liked the lifestyle that Europe has compared to here because it is way more slow paced there and they actually enjoy life. You just sit there at a cafe, drink an espresso or a glass of wine 
and just connect with other people. And they prioritize life over work. And here, we live to work here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're all about hustling here. And it's just, you don't really get to check out. You're always checked in and having to work and school and just this hustle and grind. And it's just overwhelming. So just taking a step back and then really enjoying the culture there in Europe, you just appreciate what you have there. And also you try to apply it when you come back here. That way you um, decompress and enjoy life as well. Yeah, it's like a breath of fresh air. It's kind of like, I'm just going to like bask in this moment. Like I'm going to like take this day, like just living in the present. Like I like that was like the biggest thing. Like I want to do that day to day here. Like I want to live in the present. I don't want to just think, oh, like I want it to be tomorrow. Like I can't like do today. Like it's just so much stress. Like I feel like that's just like the life style here like it's just like again boom 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 like I need to get this done and this done and this done instead of just sitting there kind of enjoying like your friend or enjoying just like the atmosphere and just being like wow like this is like nice like I'm just gonna like sit here and kind of enjoy my like little espresso or like mm-hmm. my like cappuccino and just kind of like, bask in the day like it's so like refreshing yeah I definitely agree with the statement that Elissa mentioned how Americans um, we live to work mm-hmm. and we don't actually take that time for ourselves to actually appreciate life. And, you know, there's mm-hmm. more to just outside of like hustling and stuff. Absolutely. And, yeah. You don't realize, though, mm-hmm. until you really put yourself in a different culture. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so just alone with that, like you just understand mm-hmm. what life is really about mm-hmm. and what you should prioritize and it's just different and you know i wish we had more of the european culture or england culture just lay back and enjoy life as you go yeah Mm -hmm. and one thing i also noticed is like they take like a lot of like public transportation and like walking is a big thing whereas like here like drive everywhere Mm -hmm. like and like taking the bus is not like a like a norm here like over there it is like to get around like you can take have like a lot of these channels and we have those here too but like we don't just we don't utilize them yeah you know it's just harder because over there everything's closer and you have to drive over there and yeah it's more expensive to take train rather than just driving and we we already have a car yeah i know i just think that that like was highlighted to me too yeah like that difference like i just felt like it was that that's also like a piece of like how like they just like bask in like the moment they're just like walking yeah like it was it's just very different Mm -hmm. so what was your housing situation like did housing help or hinder your acclimation to a new country I lived in an apartment with other two girls and one boy um the two girls were in the same study abroad program and the guy was in a different program he was from England and he studied abroad in Spain, just not in the same program as we were from USAC. I was in USAC. It did help me navigate Spain and adjust because I had up to other people who were in the same program and I didn't feel as alone because we were all in this together and we were just navigating it all together and 
know, going day by day and figuring everything out. So that helped me. I stayed in dorms, but it was like kind of like an apartment. So like we had like our own flat. So it was like six people and like everyone had their own rooms. We just shared a communal space. Um, and we had our own bathrooms, which was a highlight for me. <laughs> That's really why we chose this program, like out of the other ones, because I was also doing USAC and they have a lot of different England programs, but Brighton was like highlighted because of that factor. Yeah, I had so, to share a bathroom with yeah. two other girls. So that was no, I had my own bathroom. It was nice. <laughs> Didn't have to like share it. It was it was a good time. Um, and like yeah, like Elisa was saying, like these people are in the same like kind of mm-hmm. boat with you, even though I went with my best friend like you know there's still like times where you know you can like make new friends but like they're sharing the same experiences with Mm -hmm. you and um it was nice it wasn't like a bad time like it was they were very accommodating the um accommodation people nice and when we needed things like they were always like there to help and like it was just like a nice experience it wasn't like there wasn't any horror stories yeah. <laughs> uh and like I also had some people from different programs mm-hmm. too so it was nice to kind of like see like from all over the states like these different people and yeah. like what their experiences were and like we were in the same boat mm-hmm. so it was like it was cool to see that and like just experience that with them I also wanted to add that each one of our um I guess you could say classmates lived in a different area of Valencia so we were all on the same street or around the block there were, we were all scattered around Valencia but close to our school so I had to take the bus to get to school and it was easy because I went with my roommate and he just it was just around the corner of a bus stop but I wish I had stayed in the heart of Valencia like the city I was just more closer to the school on the outskirts so I had I was about 20 minutes away from the city so I didn't have much around me I tried to enjoy where I was and where I lived but I also wanted to explore more of the heart of the tourist area it was beautiful though and I I really liked where I lived but I just wished I had the opportunity to actually experience Mm -hmm. the tourism we were also kind of like we were living on the campus, which is in, like, Falmer, so it's, like, a little ways away from, like, Brighton, but, like, there's, like, a train station right there. There's, like, and there's buses that would take you to, like, the city if you wanted to go mm-hmm. to Brighton and stuff, and, and like, if you wanted to get onto the train, it would take you to the main train, and, like, you'd go to London, like, it was, like, hour and a half, I, I believe, mm-hmm. train ride there, so it was, like, it was a nice, like, hub, like, I was able to, like, navigate that to be able to go to these cities, but, yeah, you are I don't want to say no man's land, but, like, it's just, like, kind of, like, one set area, and you have to, like, kind of, like, figure your way out of it. Yeah, but it's a good opportunity, so you could actually learn how to navigate your that area. That's true. You transportation kinda, yeah. and stuff. So that was great, a part of it, so I'm grateful for that. Yeah. So, but I just wished I lived in the city yeah. at the heart of it, but also you, that would be to learn the transportation and yeah. responsibility yeah. I agree mm-hmm. I give you kind of like you have to figure it out yeah like mm-hmm. this Absolutely. is now you have to figure it out it's not someone you're leaning on to figure it out like you're figuring it out you're going to these places you want to go there like you're gonna have to how are you gonna get there kind Absolutely. Of um you girls both weren't able to choose where to live it was just kind of assigned it was assigned 
I didn't know where I was living when yeah. I arrived. They took me to my apartment. So I just said, I, I'm okay with living in a co-ed apartment. And when I got there, I think the day before, they said, oh, here's your roommates. So we all did a, created a group me or a WhatsApp group. We kind of chatted, see where we were, when we were arriving. And then we got to like the apartment office or the lease office. And they gave us our keys and then they drove us to our apartment. That's the first time we see it. And they already assigned your rooms. You don't pick your room, whoever gets there first. But I think that's unfair. So they just um, give you your room. Like per like program, they have like different like housing, whatever they offer at that like location. So I'm a little fuzzy on if we had like options. We just had the dorm option. And then if we wanted to go on our own and like get an apartment or get a, a, our particular housing, we're able to do that. Like you don't have to go through them, but it's the easier option kind of. It's like they know like the parameters, they know like the school and all that. So like picking their housing is probably the best option mm -hmm. out there because then you have to like realtor and like all these like other things yeah I'm not okay. too certain on like what the steps are but yeah so we did have like a, a letter that they gave us um it was a while before we got there like this is like your dorm this is your room number um on which like level you're at this is like all this stuff and then you're gonna just check in and get here so like when we got there we like told them our names and like whatever and they gave us our key and then that's when we found out who was in our mm -hmm. room like we didn't know beforehand like who we were living with it was just like your apartment number and like this is your room yeah I think it was the same for me I think I got notified prior to when I left on like what street I lived on so I was able to google back yeah. what was around me how far school was and I was just trying to get a game plan how I was going to get by. Yeah. That's, I think that's what happened. Yeah. They didn't have updated pictures for our dorms. Yeah. But when we got there, I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was your experience of the language of your host country? Mine was Spanish. Mm -hmm. So no one spoke English there. There was just all Spanish. So then I remember the first time I went to the grocery store and I was checking out. I, I had to navigate the grocery store myself. Spanish labels. You just kind of had to eye it. And, and I just stuck with my, you know, spaghetti. I just made simple meals. So I went to the cash register. And they're talking to me in Spanish. So you kind of just have to merge yourself in there and just go all in. And just try. Because that's the only way you're going to benefit from it is learning languages to actually try. It was really cool because they weren't snobby or rude because you're American. Um, they could see that you're trying effort. And so as long as they see the effort, they're willing to help you. So it was a good experience for me to actually just put myself in that situation with Spanish. It was cool. I mean, I was fortunate enough to go somewhere that they spoke English, <laughs> so it wasn't much of, like, an adjust or, like, kind of, like, smooth sailing on that end, mm -hmm. so. Did you experience any overwhelming emotions as a result of your new cultural surroundings? If so, what skills and strategies did you use to help yourself overcome or handle the culture shock you were experiencing? For me, the culture there was more 
lovey-dovey and family-oriented and just care. And so that helped me guide my experience when I was feeling down because I was homesick at certain parts. It was just like a more of an up and down flow when I was feeling homesick. Just going to, just seeing that out there and being out there in that environment was helpful because it could be worse. You also have friends that help you and they're all going through the same experience. I was homesick for a little while because, you know, you're alone. You're by yourself. You're trying to figure this out. And you miss home. You know, you miss your family and friends. So just seeing that type of culture there in Spain was heartwarming because you have that at home too. And it was just comforting, I would say, just to be there and help guide you through that. Yeah, I was kind of like in like awe of like just like their culture and just kind of like being in like the present moment. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't, yeah, just like being in the moments and like kind of like immersing yourself mm-hmm. in those things to kind of take your mind off of that. And it's it's different. It's like I'm doing this alone or I had my best friend. So it was a, a little more like I had, could lean on her like mm-hmm. when I was feeling like a little homesick, but I would like call my family periodically like. So I wouldn't get to that point where I was like, okay, I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. Cause like that happens, like, you know, like we're used to certain things and like, we're going to a new place and it's a new setting and you're like quote unquote alone. So it's like different to like adjust to that, but just like, you know, not letting yourself like dwell on that and kind of like being active and like doing things, immersing yourself in like the different activities or like, you know, being involved in like different ways that you can and like just traveling. Like that was like a big thing. I mean, I was like kind of put to a stop on that with COVID, but like we were able to go to Amsterdam and like experience that and like, you know, just like doing these things with these people and like kind of like involving yourself with the other people in the group too. Cause yeah, I, I did have my best friend, but we also like wanted to make friends, you know, that was like, we want to meet new people and experience new things. So it's just immersing yourself in that so that you don't like dwell on that, like want to be home, kind of taking it by the horns and just kind of going forward and pushing through. Yeah, I love that you said that, uh, Kayla. You yeah. just, you don't want to dwell yeah. on being homesick. And I think, you know, it's only four months, you know, you got this, you know, you have to keep telling yourself it was that. two for me. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you just have to, push through and tell yourself it's only four months it's gonna go by quick and then you're gonna be sad that it's over so for me it was so easy to lock myself up in my room and watch netflix and not go out Mm -hmm. like yeah i I was homesick so i did that for a little bit but then i told myself i can't do that you know i have to get out there and enjoy the time i have here because it's it's only gonna last for so long and i got up i got up i took the bus and i I sat by a cafe and took an espresso and it just just putting yourself out there and getting yourself out is is gonna turn turn it around and you just have to Definitely. have a different outlook on it and a different mindset. But yeah, it took me a while to get a phone call 
uh, go through a phone call with my family. I was just so emotional, emotional yeah. wreck. I couldn't, I took, I picked up the phone and I started instantly bawling and I, I just couldn't get through it. It's just, it's tough. It is hard. Yeah. So it yeah. took me about a week and then I was able to get through a phone call, but just knowing that they're just a phone call away or just a text message, it's fine. You know, like it, just enjoy it. When you returned from your program, did you instantly start noticing or suspecting you might be dealing with reverse culture shock, or was it a gradual transition? Mine's a little different because when we came back, like we had to quarantine, like it was COVID. That was really insane too, like navigating like that whole thing, really insane. Like coming back and like, you know, we had to like quarantine for two weeks. So we were staying at my house, like my parents were staying with my grandparents and we were both like still kind of like in our own bubble so it wasn't instant that this happened like the reverse culture shock happened but like you know you found your independence you were like going through like life differently and now you're back and then everyone that was home like thinks it's gonna be the same you know like I'm more independent I don't I don't have that dependent dependence on like my parents you know so and I was still living at home and I was still gonna go to school so it's like okay how are we gonna navigate this now like I don't need to tell you like if I'm going here like and have permission kind of it's more of like okay I'm gonna go here you know so it's like finding that balance of still having your independence and still like you know having that family dynamic so I think that was like not only a shock for like me for them too you know it's different like I'm a different person I've gained so much independence I've you know navigated something like so amazing and also something so big as like COVID that like you know I'm a different person like than I was when I first left where I was more dependent on them more of like having to like not explain myself I don't want to say that but like kind of like just like you know, getting their permission for things or like telling them like every single detail. Like, I don't need to do that anymore. I don't need their help with like traveling. I don't need their help with a lot of things that I used to need their help on. Now I can do these things myself. So it's kind of like, how do we find that um, balance? And that was like the biggest one for me um, was like just finding that like normal, you know, because that was like a big thing coming back. Like that was the number one thing that I noticed and then also like pace of life which I had acclimated like pretty well because I again wasn't there for that long so it was just like I was in awe of it and I wanted to apply that here it's life like you go back you revert a little bit but like that was the biggest thing was kind of like finding that like I have my independence now how are we gonna like have a normal with that absolutely Uh, I was fortunate enough to not come back to quarantine I came back right before COVID happened. So I came back in December 2019. And for me, it was so weird. It was so weird coming back because you're this new person. You come back, you come into that program, your old self, and you come out this new person, independent, responsible, You're just happier and just, you're so different. So just trying to navigate that itself is so difficult because 
you're coming back to your old family, your not old family, but your family, friends, and you don't know if you're going to fit in those friend groups anymore because you're a different person now. And you have to navigate your family too as well and try to get to know them again. You know, and they're trying to get to know you. So it was, for me, it was so weird seeing my sister again. I didn't see her in four months. So she's, she's all grown up. She was, she was about 10 at that time. So she just grew up so fast. And, you know, I just had to reconnect again. It was just so weird that we yeah, didn't feel like I knew you. Yeah. It was like just hard. Weird. It is hard. You mentioned, I like that you mentioned um, with your trying to navigate like curfew and rules in the house because I can't, I live on your own, on your own, and you get to go out whenever you want to. You get to come home whenever you want to. When you come back, I had a 12 a.m. curfew, and they were kind of more lenient because they knew that I was more independent and responsible. But it's their house, their rules still. So coming back to that was just so awkward and weird. So that was a culture shock. And I think that was pretty much sums it up. I think it's just like, how do you approach it though? Like, okay, like they're my parents, but like, how am I going to approach this? Like, we need like a, a boundary. And like, how are you going to tell them that? I feel like that. Yeah, that's, that's hard. It is tough. It's a tough conversation, yeah. but I think it's needed because you want to be comfortable and you want to, you know, enjoy this new part of you. And you want to be you and just continue to be independent and responsible. You can't do that unless you can fully immerse yourself into that role. So I think just having that awkward conversation with your parents it doesn't need to be awkward but I think if you understand each other's sides you can meet in the middle and have a you know okay maybe extend my curfew to 1 a.m you know just just accommodate a little bit to both sides yeah. so that way you can feel supported and they feel aided as well and their yeah. their rules are curfew. it was like really hard at first but like after like they kind of like had like talks and like kind of like got to that understanding like they were very like nice about it and they're very accommodating to it and they're like yeah you know like it is gonna change and I, I think that was good they knew like you know coming back I was different I also was so scared to drive behind them for the first time <laughs> I did not drive a car for four months so that was so interesting you were just like oh my god how do I drive again you know like, it's so yeah. weird and then just also in Europe the roads are opposite so cars are driving on the opposite of the road so when you come back in california it's like whoa you know like <laughs> what's going on so it's just weird it's just and just seeing your hometown again you're like oh i'm back you're depressed like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You <know? laughs> unfortunately yeah, yeah. you're like yeah. i would I mean, mine was a little more amplified because I didn't get that full, like, experience. Yeah. And then you kind of have, like, not resentment, but, like, kind of that feeling of, like, oh, I could have been there. I could have mm -hmm. been doing this. Absolutely. And, like, now I'm here and I'm, like, back again. 
why the yeah. reality yeah mm-hmm. it sinks in and it's like okay i'm not there i can't like walk to the cafe and get a cappuccino but like, I, I can't do that well that should motivate you too that like you okay let me go back let me see what i can go back let me yeah let me see what i can do or if i loved living there hmm, how do i live there permanently you know just i was actually like looking into that yeah you just... i really was i was like oh like i really loved it like it was it like felt like home you know like yeah like like Turlock is home to me like I grew up here and stuff so like it felt like kind of like a version of Turlock yeah but like I just felt like I like kind of belonged and I was just like taken away from me Mm -hmm. and it's like coming and back and like acclimating yeah okay what am I gonna do now yeah I feel like you don't really realize that until you actually put yourself in that situation or environment and you don't really get to know that until you do it so just do it you know just try to see if you like it and if you don't you come back and figure some things out but if you like it there then have options options. yeah can you describe your reverse culture shock was it certain things that would shock you or was it an overall feeling essentially what was reverse culture shock for you besides like maybe like home i think that was like naming it finding out like where I my new self is placed and kind of getting that kind of like into action coming back it wasn't I had I was it was fine it wasn't like I was like it wasn't like a like a like a roundabout kind of like like why am I here kind of thing it was kind of like more like the more independent kind of like shock thing where it was like okay, now I'm this new person, like, how am I going to, like, go forward? Like, just finding out those steps and kind of, like, accustoming to, like, that, this new, like, role, this new person, this new, like, my new life, you know? it's It wasn't so much as, like, the big picture of, like, everyday, like, kind of thing. It was more just, like, okay, how are we? My new independence, you know? It's mainly about, like, independence and, like, just kind of like you don't want to revert back to like your old self like no Mm -hmm. I want to go in this like I'm a new person this is my how it's going to be like I'm not going to change because that's who like you know that that was the biggest thing yeah same for me it's like the same thing that I answered in my previous answer yeah just navigating home life is the reverse culture shock because culture shock when you get to your host country is about navigating the whole country itself the whole people like just people around you new environment new house new friends just you're navigating that all but reverse culture shock you're trying to figure out your old home life you're trying to figure out how to navigate your home old friends work school just your old home life and it's just hard because you're this again you're the, you're a new person but your family might have rules that you have to abide by but when you were at your host country you had no rules you were you had your own apartment so just coming back and living with somebody else and having their own rules is hard enough itself because again, like Kayla said, you want to 
and merge yourself into this new person and you want to continue to be that new person and enjoy being that new person and coming independent but you can't do that if you're under strict house rules and it's just hard to navigate that too but um yeah that was that's the reverse ultra shock yeah and like your relationships are different like not only with your parents but like with your siblings with like your friends because they they didn't experience that they're they were still here you know so it's like okay now our relationship is kind of like shifted like I'm doing these things I have this independence kind of like Mm -hmm. they're just stuck in that like kind of like dependency like with their family stuff so it's kind of like you're not at a different level but like kind of is right so like it's just navigating all of that that's like the difference like and like so it's saying like over there like it's just like like how they live life like it's so Mm -hmm. different like coming back like you know what the life is Mm -hmm. here so you don't have to like really adjust to Mm -hmm. that in the sense of like getting used to like life because you know it but like you come as a different person and you're just adjusting to like your relationships and like where your boundaries are you stand now and like who you are so that's the biggest thing so i'm gonna add to that too you also come back and you experience this huge milestone that some people may never experience and you want to talk about it we want to talk about what countries you went to what you experienced what was it like what you didn't like what was the food like just everything you want to vomit all this stuff but it's hard because you don't want to go to your family and friends and just vomit it without them asking or you don't want to bore them or feel like a burden to talk about Mm -hmm. it so that was hard because you experienced this so many things already and and they didn't so Mm -hmm. it's just hard to talk about when you don't really know what you're talking about or you know it's just like relating exactly Mm -hmm. relating so I think finding other people who actually studied abroad too that way you can connect and be able to feed back and forth and actually understand what you what they're going through is I think is very helpful to to adjust to reverse culture shock. Which was harder for you to cope with culture shock or reverse culture shock and why do you think that is? That's another tough question. <laughs> they're both difficult. They're very difficult. Uh-huh. In their own ways. For me personally, reverse culture shock was more like of a struggle and more of like a like wow kind of thing because like, you know, going to a new place and like experiencing that. Again, I have like my best friend, so like that was like a little easier for me to be able to like kind of navigate the new instead of coming back and having to like kind of like sit down and like, hey, like this is me. And like, how are we going to go about this? Like, I, that was, that was for me a little harder and like a little more like, of like an, I don't know, effort to kind mm-hmm. of like, just like, kind of like create these boundaries and do these things because I have the most respect for like the people around me and I love them so much. And I mm-hmm. didn't want to hurt them, but like, I like, this is me like yeah. I can't like change that I would go on walks all the time to be like alone yeah. and to kind of like 
had that space because like everyone was in my space now so it was like especially during quarantine yeah especially with covid and like all these things and it's like okay I want my me time you know I have to like live with like everyone I don't have my I have my room but I'm not gonna sit in my room all the time like I I want my space to kind of just like breathe so I would go on like walks you know do different things to like have alone time and I felt like that was like the biggest like shock like the coming back but there like yeah it was a shock it was definitely like it was just like a breath of fresh air like I was saying before and it was more of like wow like this is so cool like this is like I like love this experience like this is amazing coming back it was more like kind of like dread it and like it's kind of like and again, like it was taken away from me really quick. So like that, there's that element too. So like coming back, it was just so hard to like realize what state the world is in and like, how am I going to navigate this? You know, that was like really, really tough. I went through it and you come out, everything's okay. And like, you are this same person. Everyone adjusts to it. And like, that I think that's the biggest like milestone yeah it's kind of hard to pick which one is more tough but I think actually the culture shock getting to your host country is more difficult for me it's more harder because travel alone you're in a new old country who doesn't speak English you have no friends and you are just trying to figure the world out and become independent responsible and you you're just trying to navigate the ball and you don't have the comfort that you did at back home because you have your old your family friends helping back home to your new country have none of that by you physically but they're there via phone but the hours are different it's an eight hour difference so you don't have them you know, 24 hours is it's hard so that was that was very difficult I actually enjoyed the reverse culture shock after I was reflecting on my questions because you are trying to f- figure out what you like and how you want to go about it and so prioritizing your values and that alone says enough because you are trying to be the best version of yourself. And so picking stuff, picking your friends and your hobbies is, is becomes more of a choosing your friends and your hobbies becomes more a valuable thing in your life. Because the people who you surround yourself with, you become that person and the person you're around with. So trying to figure out who you want to be, you emerge yourself in that. And so you're this new person and you want to figure out who you want to be. And, you know, it's just, it's great because you get the opportunity to do that. And when you didn't emerge yourself from seeing a different world in a different environment you didn't realize that and so when you come back you want to apply that too and i think it's just it's huge it's liberating 
Absolutely. Yeah. Somewhere else before. yeah. Considering the ups and downs, was your study abroad experiences worth the challenges? Absolutely. <laughs> I loved it. It was, I recommend everybody to do it. Mm-hmm. And I know many people hear that all the time. Do it, do it, do it. Like there are so many options available to people, whether it's scholarships, there's so many different ways you can study abroad. I know you can study abroad in the U.S. Mm-hmm. You can go to different states. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily have to be overseas. But even just for a winter session or a summer, it doesn't have to be three months. I know a semester sounds so long, but it's really not. It's, mm-hmm. It goes by so fast. Yeah. But, yes, if you have the opportunity to study abroad, it, I just do it. It's, awesome and listening I really I really hope you choose to but yeah definitely like it's worth a challenge I mean life is a challenge like you'll you'll have these things and like roadblocks in your way and you have to navigate those things this just helps you get that independence it helps you you know find out who you really are without like the people around you it's very liberating like I said before and like it's just it's worth it it's it's so like you find yourself like what Mm. better way like to like kind of like experience something new and like put yourself out there learn about yourself and like other people and like grow your friend group grow like your experiences in life Mm. and kind of like experience these things like you're you're doing a service to yourself really at the end of the day experiencing a new country and like you're learning about yourself like that's the best thing that you can do for sure and this culture shock might sound daunting but it's necessary for you to grow Mm -hmm. and become the best version of yourself yeah so culture shock is not a con or makes you not study abroad you know it's necessary Mm -hmm. for you to do it's a little moment like it's it doesn't stay with you like throughout it's like this one time period and you get over that like Mm -hmm. it's you know some people have everyone has their different timings but it's not the whole that's the whole journey yeah Yeah. so it's it's something that I would 100% recommend I've told all my cousins you need to do this yeah, and yeah. I will help you like mm-hmm. I know the ins and outs of everything yep. I had like researched through if I want to do year long if I want to do like semester mm-hmm. and then I was like I wanted when I came back I wanted to do more but you know I was graduating so it wasn't an option mm-hmm. but like if you have that opportunity to go and do it again like definitely mm-hmm. <laughs> go and do it again I think you were gonna go do it again weren't you yeah I was gonna go to Thailand and Costa Rica but there was conflictions with my classes and it wasn't working. And then for Thailand and then Costa Rica was canceled due to COVID. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I'm super grateful that I did get to experience it, but I I can go whenever I want to. Mm-hmm. So, but actually studying abroad, doing your classes and getting credit for it I mean why not yeah yeah so yeah exactly it doesn't hinder you it like helps you mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah. cool like it, yeah it doesn't like, delay yeah. your graduation day unless it doesn't line up with your classes but if it lines up with your classes there's other programs the same tuition yeah exactly you know, you know yeah. choosing would you want to study abroad I mean would you want to study yeah. at a stand state or would you want to go somewhere yeah. else <laughs> exactly. yeah 
yeah. and because this was like my hometown and I've like been here like I wanted to experience something new mm-hmm. so it was like this was like my little like thing like I was like I'm going to study abroad Mm -hmm. like I've been in Turlock like all my life (laughs) like I want to go and do something so do you have anything else to add or any advice to those studying abroad well you know like I said before if you're called to study abroad just do it it's the same tuition you just have to pay your housing food spending money like just budget, just mm-hmm. save your pennies. There's scholarships that you can apply to. There's so many out uh, sources that you can go to that will help you. You know, you have the opportunity to grow and flourish. So take it, take advantage while you're here at Stan State because you are only here for a limited amount of time. You can't study abroad when you graduate. So. Mm-hmm. Please take your opportunities and you won't regret it. It's fantastic if you mm-hmm. want to become a better version of yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just say enjoy the moment, write it out, kind of like see where it goes. Like, don't get like stuck in like a moment of like being down. Like, just, you know, experience it. Like, travel, like, definitely travel. Like, if there's an opportunity, like, for like a one day trip with like your group and they're like all going, like, put yourself in there like make sure like you're hanging out with them mm-hmm. and like kind of like being with them because they're like they want to experience these things too right so it's like they're planning these things like jump in don't be afraid to do that mm-hmm. like don't like make like reserve yourself in like a corner like put yourself out there like say hey like can I join you guys that's like an important thing I think and we did that like even though I went with my best friend, like we did that. We made friends with like a group of them and like we went and did like a day trip with them. And it was like the best experience ever. Like we have so many stories to tell and like from that just one experience, you know? So if you have that opportunity, enjoy it. And yeah, you have to put yourself out of your shell to get the most yeah. out of your experience. Yeah. You're not going to have people come up to you and be like, come on, come on, come on. Mm-hmm. You, you know, have you to, have to, you you have have to, to say yes. And you have to put yourself out there, you know? Like, it's just, that's how you grow. Mm-hmm. Put yourself yeah. out there. Do it. Well, thank you, Elissa and Kayla, for joining us and telling us about your experience. I hope listeners who are applying to study abroad or people who just love to travel learn something today and are inspired to travel somewhere new and exciting. Thank you for tuning in. Catch us next month when we'll be discussing more study abroad topics. If you're interested in this topic, we also have a previous podcast available that talks about culture shock, so be sure to check it out. If you are interested in learning more about how to study abroad in San State, please go to our website at eie.cscan.edu forward slash study abroad or feel free to email us at study underscore abroad at cscan.edu. Thank you for flying with Study Abroad Airlines. We hope you enjoyed your flight. If you have a connecting flight, you can find them at eie.csustand.edu slash studyabroad or email us at study underscore abroad at csustand.edu.